Hello, smarty listeners. This message goes out to all the teachers, principals, teacher's assistants, and school librarians. First of all, thank you, thank you, thank you for all you do as educators. To show our gratitude for all your hard work, long hours, and dedication to teaching, we are now offering free Who Smarted Plus subscriptions for all educators. That's right. You can now play Who Smarted without any ads or interruptions in your classroom to help make learning fun and keep the smarting going during break times, lunch times, or anytime. Who Smarted can even be used to satisfy some common core curriculum or as part of assignments or lessons. If you are an educator, just go to whosmarted.com and click educators. And smarty pants and smarty parents, please feel free to let your teachers know about this. Again, that's whosmarted.com. Click educators for free subscriptions to Who Smarted Plus. Let's all get smarted together. Hey parents, trusty narrator here, and I'm super excited to tell you about a brand new podcast from the creators of Who Smarted called Mysteries About True Histories. It's full of adventure, riddles, jokes. We even snuck some secret math into each episode, including the title of the show. If your kid likes to laugh and learn, then they're going to love Mysteries About True Histories. Out now wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Smarty Pants, I used my Time Machine app. And I'm now in 1973. But I didn't come for the music. I came to meet a friend who has traveled to space. And while she's technically an astronaut, she's definitely not what you're expecting. Huh? For one thing, she's tiny and has eight legs. Meet Arabella, a space spider. Hi, everyone. Now, when I say she's a space spider, I don't mean she's a crazy alien creature. E.T. from home. What I mean is, she was sent to space by scientists as part of an experiment. Correctamundo, trusty narrator. I'm trying to learn how to build a web in the weightless environment of the Skylab space station. It's really hard to build a web without the comforts of Earth. Namely, gravity. In fact, all I made was a mess. That's okay. I'm sure with more practice, you'll figure it out. What I want to know is, how are creatures like spiders launched into space? Space travel became possible in the late 20th century, when rockets were developed to blast away from Earth. You need a rocket to launch anything or anyone into space. Rockets fly very far and very fast. I'm going to build a rocket and launch my homework into space. Interesting idea, but uh, wouldn't it be easier to just do your homework rather than build a rocket? Um, good point. You definitely need a lot of math and science knowledge to launch a rocket. The rocket needs to provide enough power to lift itself off the ground and be fast enough to break away from the pull of Earth's gravity. T-minus three, two, one, we have liftoff! Hot gases from the burning rocket fuel shoots through an exhaust nozzle at the bottom of the rocket, lifting the vehicle off the ground. If that sounds like rocket science, it is. But what is a rocket? When were rockets first invented? And who helped make space travel possible? It's time to blast off with another whiff of science and history on... Who smarted? Who 
smarted? Who's smart? Is it you? Is it me? Is it science or history? Listen up, everyone. We make smarting lots of fun. But who's smarted? Arabella, as someone who's actually been on a rocket, can you explain how a rocket works? Sure. A rocket is a propulsion device with a combustion chamber and an exhaust nozzle. Wow, you are one smart spider. Actually, all spiders are smart, but I may be one of the smartest. Definitely, smarty pants. In case you couldn't follow, a propulsion device is just a fancy way of saying something that thrusts itself forward. Whether it's a car, train, an airplane, or a rocket. And a combustion chamber is where the rocket fuel explodes, and the exhaust nozzle is where the fire shoots out, causing the rocket to lift off. T-minus three, two, one, we have liftoff! So, Smarty Pants, when do you think rockets were first invented? Was it in A, 1000 CE, B, 1960, or C, the year 2000? If you said 1960, you might have been thinking of when humans first went to space. But rockets were actually invented much, much earlier. Whoa. They were invented in China, soon after the invention of gunpowder, sometime before 1000 CE. Unfortunately, we can't give credit to the first-ever rocket scientist because the inventor of rockets is unknown. However... There are records of the Chinese using something called arrows of flying fire in battles. But it wasn't all about fighting. Chinese inventors filled paper or wooden tubes with gunpowder. They lit the bottom end and watched as the tube flew into the air in a shower of sparks. Just like that, the first rocket and aerial firework was born. Those rockets kept inspiring people. By the end of the 1200s, inventors were coming up with all kinds of unusual ideas for using rocket power. They attempted to make rocket-driven battering rams to knock down castle walls and rocket torpedoes to zoom across the ocean. One Chinese legend from 1500 tells of a man named Wan Hu, who tried to fly by tying 47 rockets to two large kites. Let's just say it didn't end well. Smarty Pants, can you think of a famous early American song that talks about rockets? Here's a hint. That's right. The poem written by Francis Scott Key in 1814 that later became America's national anthem mentions the rocket's red glare. But what kind of rocket was that? Certainly wasn't a rocket carrying astronauts. No, space rockets weren't a thing yet. In 1808, Sir William Congreve built Congreve Rockets, which he named after himself, for the British Army. They had a range of one mile and made noise and lots of smoke. This is the rocket with the red glare mentioned in the national anthem. In the 1840s, another British inventor, William Hale, Replace the rocket's stick with curved fins to make it fly farther and faster. But unless they were involved in battle, 
For most people, a rocket was a firework that sent off sparks and disappeared into the night. Good point. Controlled rockets that could go to places like outer space were still seen as a fairy tale and not something that could really happen. One day, I'm gonna blast off in a rocket to outer space. Yeah, and I'm gonna ride a unicorn to prom. So, who was the rocket scientist who turned the idea of taking a rocket to the moon from fiction to fact? The answer is, there wasn't just one inventor who made spaceflight happen. Teams of scientists made thousands of inventions that led to the development of the space rocket. I see. Well, what about some of the major breakthroughs? That I can tell you. For example, Konstantin Tsiolkovsky spent years calculating how fast a rocket has to go to escape from Earth's gravity. He built a wind tunnel for testing models before publishing his idea that a rocket firing in stages, one after the other, could break free of Earth's gravity and go to space. While he never built an actual rocket, his work inspired others, like Robert Goddard, who launched the first ever liquid fuel rocket in 1926. That flight lasted a whole 2.5 seconds. That's shorter than the sentence. <gasps> hey, Smarty Pants, how high did Robert Goddard's rocket go? Did it reach an altitude of 10 feet, 25 feet, or 41 feet? If you said 41 feet, you're right. That isn't even high enough to get over the walls at Fort McHenry, where Francis Scott Key wrote America's National Anthem. While Goddard's rocket didn't have a long or high flight, his work inspired others. And in 1929, Goddard launched a new rocket carrying a camera, barometer, and thermometer, making it possible for others to invent rockets that carried astronauts. Even though he died in 1945, before the first rocket was launched into space, he is considered the father of the U.S. space program. Smarty Pants, did you know that the fuel used in rockets was tested in cars, rail vehicles, air gliders, and ice sleds in the 1920s? <gasps> Some cars were even made in the shape of a rocket. Question, Smarty Pants, do you think rockets need to be made of heavy or light materials? If you said light materials, you're right. Materials used in rockets need to be light because lighter rockets take less fuel to launch and cost a lot less to build. Of course, the materials still need to be strong to withstand the thrust at launch. Strong but lightweight metals like aluminum and titanium are used, but the real innovation is the design structure of the rocket. Hmm... Scientists and engineers developed a structure that resembles something from nature that's both light and strong. Can you guess what it is? Is it A, a spider's web, B, a bee's honeycomb, or C, a caterpillar's cocoon? If you said A, a spider's web, you were probably thinking of our friend Arabella. I'm still trying to figure out a no-gravity web here. The answer is B, honeycomb. Scientists took inspiration from bees and created a material that's light and strong, just like a honeycomb. I wonder if bees can make honey in zero gravity. That I don't know. What I do know is some things that were developed for space went on to become used in everyday life back on Earth. For example, 
Teflon was developed to keep the moving parts of a spacecraft from sticking together, but was soon brought to Earth kitchens to make non-stick pans. Look, my meat cake slides right out of the pan. Okay, smarty pants, you know rockets need to be made of light and strong materials, but how tall should a rocket be? On July 16, 1969, the Saturn V rocket launched the Apollo craft and three astronauts to the moon. But how tall was it? Was it as tall as A, a 10-story building, B, a 30-story building, or C, a 50-story building? If you said B, a 30-story building, you rocked it. Of course, most of the rocket was fuel. In fact, the Saturn V rocket burned nearly 13 tons of fuel every second. Whoa. The rocket's fuel tanks were so well insulated that if you put an ice cube inside them, it would take eight years to melt. (gasps) Of course, human astronauts weren't the only living things to go to space in a rocket. That's right. Lots of creatures have visited space. Can you name any, Smarty Pants? We'll find out if you're right right after this break. Hi, Trusty here with a special message for all the parents and guardians listening. I know how important it is for your child to excel in every way possible, especially when it comes to education. Well, thanks to my friends at iXL, you don't have to go it alone. iXL is a personalized learning platform that's transforming the way children master everything from math to social studies. iXL's interactive courses and immediate feedback ensure learning is super engaging and accessible for every student, pre-K through 12th grade. Imagine that a tool that grows with your child, offering personalized recommendations based on their progress. And we know it works because we've used it ourselves. Adam Tex Davis, co-creator of Who Smarted, used iXL to help his daughter stay on top of her schoolwork and excel in her classes. Backed by research, students who use the iXL program are more likely to get higher test scores because iXL functions like a tutor. And whether your child needs help with homework, classwork, test prep, or is looking for a challenge, iXL has you covered, and all of that at an affordable rate. A one-month subscription to iXL costs less than what most tutors charge for an hour. And one subscription is good for every child in your household. Join the millions of parents who trust iXL and make an impact on your child's learning today. Oh, and who smarted listeners get an exclusive 20% off iXL membership when you sign up now at iXL.com smarted. Visit iXL.com smarted to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. iXL Learning. Inspire. Excel. Learn more at iXL.com. Hey there, smarty moms, dads, adults, and anyone who loves great food but doesn't always have the time or energy to grocery shop prep, and cook a big meal. Well, take it from me, the trusty narrator. I found the perfect solution to having delicious home-cooked meals without all the time and hassle. It's called Factor Meals. With Factor Meals, you can forget about all the shopping, chopping, or even washing dishes. That's because Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals arrive at your door ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. That's right. With Factor You and your family are always just two minutes away from chowing down on chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, delicious gourmet meals. 
from Calorie Smart to Protein Plus to vegetarian to keto options, Factor has six menus guaranteed to meet your wellness goals. And with over 35 meal choices and 60 add-ons weekly, your taste buds will never get bored. I personally started ordering Factor meals last month for those busy days when I want a tasty lunch or dinner that fills me up and crushes my nutrition goals, but I only have five minutes to cook it. And Factor 100% delivers on time, every time. So head on over to factormeals.com slash smarted50 and use code smarted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code SMARTED50 at factormeals.com slash SMARTED50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Now back to Who Smarted. I'm with my friend Arabella, a space spider, who is going to tell us some of the creatures who have visited space. One of the most famous animals in space was Laika, a dog who made an orbital space flight around the Earth aboard the Soviet spacecraft Sputnik 2 in 1957. There was also Ham the Chimpanzee, who went to space in 1961. Other animals that have traveled to space include honeybees, flies, fish, ants, frogs, tortoises, sea urchins, jellyfish, rats, guinea pigs, and of course, spiders. But no matter who or what travels to space, you're going to go fast. The astronauts who traveled around the moon in Apollo 10 broke all human speed records. They traveled at 24,800 miles per hour. That's more than 33 times the speed of sound. Humans have done some other surprising things in space, too. In 1965... An astronaut got in trouble for bringing something he shouldn't onto a spaceship. What do you think it was, Smarty Pants? Was it A, a pizza, B, his dog, or C, a corned beef sandwich? If you said his dog, you may be thinking of Laika, the space dog. It was actually a corned beef sandwich. Nom, 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 nom. And even though this astronaut got in trouble for trying to eat in space, in 2000, Bill Shepard, Yuri Gudzenko, and Sergei Kenilev celebrated the first Christmas in space with a holiday dinner of rehydrated turkey. Well, if they can eat turkey in space, maybe one day I can spin a web in zero gravity. Actually, since I'm from the future, I can safely say that you do figure it out. Yes! And just like Arabella's web making, rocket building also continues to improve as scientists and engineers invent new rockets and spaceships all the time. Maybe one day, a smarty pants will become a rocket scientist and design a new kind of rocket. I'd love to hear what Who Smarted sounds like in space. A double super shout out to superfans Ella and Mason in Helotus, Texas. We're so glad to have you smarting with us. This episode, Rockets, was written by Sarah Sweetick and voiced by Sarah Sweetick. Brillin Olea, Gia Davis, Adam Tex Davis, and Jerry Kolber. Technical direction and sound design by Josh Hahn. Who Smarted is recorded and mixed at the Relic Room Studios. Our associate producer is Max Kamaski. The theme song is by Brian Suarez, with lyrics written and performed by Adam Tex Davis. Who Smarted was created and produced 
by Adam Tex Davis and Jerry Colbert. This has been an Atomic Entertainment production. Ever wondered if spiders have bones? How about why we jump when we're scared? The podcast, Moment of Um, answers those questions that pop into your head out of nowhere. From the producers of Brains On and Smash Boom Best, Moment of Um delivers a bite-sized episode every weekday. A perfect brain snack the whole family can enjoy. Follow Moment of Um wherever you listen to podcasts.